What's going on, everybody? This is a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Tuesday, March 17th, 2020. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, a perfect Irish name on this Irish holiday. We're going to be talking some Penn State sports, of course. We've got some futures odds that we're going to get into for a little bit of fun. And, of course, we're going to talk about some of the latest developments with the current outbreak situation and its impact on the world of sports and how it could potentially impact Penn State football in the months to come. And, of course, we'll also talk about some Penn State Notre Dame in honor of this St. Patrick's Day. So a lot of stuff to get into in today's episode. So sit back, relax. Make sure you're subscribed on all your favorite podcasting apps such as iTunes and Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. However you listen to podcasts, make sure you're subscribed. Leave a rating, leave a review. We appreciate the feedback, and it does help get the show some growth in the new year. So we appreciate all of the support you guys have. We also want you to be a part of the show, so make sure you stay connected with us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany, and check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And we have select audio clips from this episode and more on our YouTube channel as well. So just go to YouTube, go to the YouTube, as Bernie Sanders would say, and check out Locked On Nittany Lines. Make sure you subscribe to us there as well. With all that out of the way, guys, let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. So on Monday, our first official week without any sports to really to look forward to at all, got started with some more sports cancellations and postponements, and you know, only a couple of them could potentially impact what Penn State has in store, uh, certainly as far as uh, football is concerned. Uh, we'll get that in just a minute. But some of the big sports headlines coming out yesterday with the spread of uh, COVID-19 and the reaction to it. We saw the Penn Relays has officially been canceled. That's for the first time in 125 years. The big track meet down in Philadelphia and Franklin Field. Of course, Penn State and any track teams that could have potentially been qualifying for such an event uh, won't be able to compete in that. That's been entirely canceled, so we'll have to look forward to that next year. The Kentucky Derby officially being pushed back. I think we're going to get an announcement today. That seemed to be some of the word from some of the reporters out of uh, the, the state of Kentucky that follows this stuff a lot more closer than I ever will. But it looks like the Kentucky Derby is officially going to be moving back. And the possibility that it's going to be run on September 5th over the first weekend of college Football seems to be the the scenario that a lot of people are suggesting is likely possibility. So that'd be pretty interesting. I don't know if that necessarily impacts uh, the, the world of college football. But we'll, again, we'll get to that in just a minute. The reason that uh, a lot of this stuff continues to be pushing back, uh, the start dates and postponements and all that stuff, is uh, you know there's some uncertainty about when things are going to get back to normal. Uh, the NBA is floating the idea that they may not be starting until June. Uh, Major League Baseball uh, could potentially be looking at a start in July, which is crazy to think. And I think if we continue to push things back and back, you know, I honestly don't know if we see the NBA again this season. I think the NHL has a very slim chance of getting back on the ice as well. So it's all state of flux right now. We don't know what to expect on a daily basis. There could very well come be more stories that come out today maybe more cancellations more postponements so one i didn't even mention wrestlemania it's not being canceled but it's not going to be in tampa bay as originally planned they're going to hold wrestlemania inside the wwe performance center which is just crazy to think about a big event like wrestlemania um you know i know that's a big money maker for the wwe but to not have that in a venue 
uh, like it was going to have and then just put it inside a small arena. That's where we are these days. Now, of course, uh, you know, we've been getting some daily briefings out of the White House, which is good. We want to see more information coming out of there. Some more uh, straight answers and straight information whenever it's possible is very crucial in times like these. Struck me, of course, like I think like many people probably did, was when President Donald Trump suggested that he's hearing and talking to some people that suggest that we may not get back to some kind of normalcy until June or July maybe even August. I, I don't remember exactly what the question was that was posed that brought that up, but you know that's that's the comment that I kept coming back to because it, with all these sports cancellations that we're seeing and the word that, you know, like I mentioned, baseball potentially not even starting until July, that's the timeline that we're starting to look forward to. And when you start to get into the months of July and August, then you start to get a little bit nervous about what's going to happen with college football. And now the reason I bring that up is because I look at the month of July and I look at the month of August and I'm looking at the conference media day schedule. Now, not all the conference media days I think are locked in, but uh, we're getting very close to a point where we could see those conference media days completely scratched off the schedule because if things are not back to some kind of normal day of life, uh, you know, you're going to still have some concerns about travel and big events with people gathering in groups of, uh, you know, 10, 50 or more. Obviously, you know, a conference like the Big Ten is going to draw hundreds, if not thousands of people. So and the SEC, the same, the ACC, the same, Big 12, Pac-12. Uh, these are going to be events that would kind of go against what the recommendations are right now from the Center for Disease Control, uh, the CDC where they're suggesting that you don't gather in groups of 50. And then I think the updated number was 10. So these are the things that we'll start to look forward to as far as sports are concerned and college football, because uh, the media day schedule in July is typically when we really start to switch gears and get ready for college football. That's the kind of the unofficial kickoff to the kickoff to the season. So uh, getting a chance to hear from coaches and players even though you're going to get some of the mundane and regular responses that you would typically expect, that's that's when we really start to gear up for college football. That's when the media attention it really kicks it into overdrive, and we get those preview magazines and all that good stuff that comes out that time of year. If you don't have those media days, and then the next thing you're wondering is, hey, well, are we going to have any kind of media coverage going up to the start of the season? Are we going to have the start of the season? I still think we are going to get the an uninterrupted college football season, but you know I'm not going to say it's a given. I'm certainly not going to say that right now, but I do think that that will eventually be the case. Now, the question for me is going to be, how does the NCAA handle practices? Are we going to allow more practices, given the fact that pretty much every school out there, if, except for a few here and there, are going to miss their entire spring practice schedule? Those are questions that we'll address at a later point in time because we need to get some more definitive answers on exactly what's going to happen. Everybody's just kind of, you know, kind of evaluating the situation on a day-to-day basis right now, which I think is fine. Uh, it's it's tough to have answers for something we don't have answers to. So I, I'm not going to blame anybody right now, but that is something that I think we're going to keep an eye on moving forward. There is no question that without sports going on, it is very difficult to project what's going to happen next. 
Of course, we're always going to take an eye toward the future, and what better way to do that than talking some futures? So, even though the college basketball season was brought to an abrupt halt, and college football is still potentially months away, or I guess tentatively months away, the sports odds are coming out for the upcoming football and basketball seasons and I thought it'd be a little fun just to take a look ahead to see what one of the odds makers out there is saying about your Nittany Lions both on the football field and on the hard court now we may have touched a little bit on what some of the odds were saying for Penn State as far as next year and the college football playoff are concerned but I wanted to get your take because I'm going to give you the odds a courtesy of betonline.ag of some of the latest odds that they have and they were making the rounds within the last 24 hours with their basketball futures. And we'll put it out there right now. Penn State men's basketball plus 5,000 to win next year's NCAA tournament. Now, I thought it would be fun just to get your take on if you had to take one of the odds for Penn State to win a national championship in football or in basketball, men's basketball, which one would you take? Certainly, given the history of these two different programs, you would feel much more confident suggesting that Penn State has a better chance to win a national championship than the men's basketball program would have. And I would absolutely agree with that. I think uh, even though this past season in college basketball was completely wide open or as wide open as it has been in quite some time, Penn State still looked like they were going to be a wild card at best just to make a deep run in the tournament, especially the way that the season ended. And of course, you know, they're going to be losing uh, Lamar Stevens from this, this, this year's team coming up next season. But every program is going to have uh, some key departures. And of course, it's all about rebuilding and restocking and refueling. And we'll see what Pat Chambers does with the men's basketball team. But I think just the fact that Penn State is even listed on these future odds from the sports book, but again, betonline.ag, it's telling that you know, they, they certainly had a, a wonderful season. And it certainly looks like it's a program that could potentially be finally taking some steps forward for at least some more consistency in the win column. And that would be great to see. Uh, but putting them at plus 5,000 uh, suggests that they're certainly still going to be very much a long shot. I'll run down some of the other basketball futures here that we have. Of course, your favorites to win next year's national championship, according to Bet Online. Uh, you've got Gonzaga and Virginia, both at plus 900. Virginia is still your reigning defending national champion, of course, going back to last season and with no NCAA tournament this year. Virginia is still your defending champion. But then you have all of your very commonly seen names atop the basketball futures with Kansas at plus 1,000, Michigan State at plus 1,000, Kentucky at plus 1,200, Creighton at plus 1,400. They're not typically one of your traditional national powers, but they are certainly a very good program. And of course, uh, playing in the Big East it potentially gives them a pretty good chance to be in a pretty good spot at the end of the season. But they've got the same odds as Duke at plus 1,400. You're always going to see Duke and Kentucky and Kansas and Michigan State get some of those top odds out there. So it's no surprise there. Baylor had a fantastic year. There are plus 1,600. Some other Big Ten teams that are listed on the, the basketball futures from Online, uh, aside from Michigan State and, of course, Penn State down at plus 5,000. Wisconsin comes in at plus 2,000. Not too surprising there. Michigan at plus 2,800. Same odds given to Ohio State, plus 2,800. 
uh, Villanova, another school that maybe some of you are actually are fans of, is uh, coming in at plus 2,800 as well. So plus 2,800, plus 2,500, that's a pretty good spot to be in if you've got those odds. Uh, Illinois coming off a very good season, of course, uh, earning a share of that Big Ten regular season championship. They actually have the same odds as Penn State, as does Indiana, and as does Purdue. They all come in at plus 5,000. And that's a look at all the Big Ten teams that are coming in on the current futures board for the odds to win the 2021 NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Again, those odds courtesy of Bet Online. So, Penn State getting some long shot odds. They've got the same odds as programs like Miami and even UCLA. How, how about that? You know, you go back in time and tell somebody that Penn State was going to have the same odds to win the Basketball National Championship as UCLA. It is a storied <laughs> trail to see how UCLA has gotten to where they are. And we'll see if Penn State can stay where they currently are. Again, regular season doesn't end on a positive note for the Nittany Lions. And certainly it's uh, unfortunate that they didn't get a chance to redeem themselves in the Big Ten tournament. But it's a program that could hopefully be heading in a direction where they're going to be appearing at least on the board for national title odds, which I think is uh, certainly a a massive uh, sign of progress for Pat Chambers and that basketball program. But let's head back over to the the football futures. And again, Penn State coming in at plus 2,500. Much better odds to win the national championship in football than they have in basketball. Uh, Only a a good handful of teams. And of course, these are some very familiar names. Uh, Clemson, according to BetOnline, is the current betting favorite at plus 250 to win next year's national championship, followed by Ohio State, plus 450. Ohio State's always going to have good odds. They always have a lot of talent there. Uh, That's a program that's not going anywhere. So we all have to know that uh, the Buckeyes are the team to beat. Uh, certainly, Penn State is going to get there. But, of course, a win against Ohio State. Again, we're way away from even thinking about these possibilities. But certainly, if Penn State can take care of some business and, and get a win against the Buckeyes, that certainly changes the outlook. Of course, Alabama plus 550, followed by Georgia plus 900. Those are the only four teams that have odds under plus 1,000. Your defending national champion, LSU, has odds of plus 1,000 followed by Florida at plus 1,200, and Oklahoma at plus 2,000. So Oklahoma is a school that's always going to have uh, good odds to get into the playoff, but not nec- not necessarily win the national championship. And I think a lot of that's kind of based on what we've seen the last couple of years, where they can get to the playoff, but it is certainly something else to be able to get a win. And they haven't had great matchups in for them because they've gone up against Clemson. They've gone up against Georgia. They've gone up against Alabama. Uh, those are three teams that all in the wrong year <laughs> were on the opposite field uh, for Oklahoma. So they've had some tough draws. But you know what? You're going to get a tough draw in the 14 playoff. Uh, Auburn is plus 2,500, also with Notre Dame and Oregon. And again, as I said, Penn State and Texas A&M also has plus 2,500 odds to win a football national championship in the college football playoff next season. So, again, between those two teams, uh, Penn State at plus 2,500 and Penn State men's basketball at plus 5,000 to win the NCAA title, it is always going to be a better uh, a more lucrative reward going for the, the bigger odds of plus 5,000. But uh, certainly it, you would feel much more confident in Penn State's chance to win a national title 
uh, on the football field just because uh, they are going to be a pretty good team next year, I would think. And again, well, we don't know exactly how the loss of spring football will actually impact them, but it's going to impact every school. As we mentioned in yesterday's podcast, everybody's dealing with the same issues right now. And we don't know when these teams are going to get back on the field. But uh, when they do, Penn State should have a pretty good team and they will get a chance to play Ohio State at home could be a massive swing game in their favor. So uh, there's certainly a path to the college football playoff. They've been getting close a couple times. And, uh, you know, it's going to happen at some point. I really do think that. And I think that, you know, why not now? <laughs> so just get into the playoff and roll the dice and see what happens. Again, if I'm choosing between those two, I'm probably leaning towards that football odds because there's a much better chance that Penn State gets into a 14 playoff as compared to maybe men's basketball getting into a Final Four. As I said before, today is March 17th. It is St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day to all my fellow Irishmen and women out there. This is our day to take pride in our Irish heritage and our Irish background, enjoying some Irish festivities. And of course, this is the day when everyone else who's not Irish pretends to be Irish or just hops on the bandwagon to have some fun along with us all. Because let's be honest, it's more fun when more people get a chance to enjoy the the greatness that is being Irish. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, I don't know where you're going to celebrate today because all the bars seem to be closed due to ongoing concerns about COVID-19 outbreak. Understandably so. So please, if you're going to enjoy in the St. Patrick's festivities and, and drink a Guinness, I totally get it. But uh, let's be responsible about there and uh, try to avoid those large crowds. Uh, I know it's tough on a day like this, but also please do not kiss me because I'm Irish because we got to keep that social distance, folks. So, uh, But yeah, this is the day when we we tend to have some fun thinking about the Irish, maybe having a bowl of Lucky Charms. I don't know. Of course, when I think about the Irish, I do think about the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, uh, which is always interesting to me because Notre Dame is in Paris and... uh, yeah, but we think about Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish on a day like this because a lot of Notre Dame fans are going to take uh, pride in their Notre Dame fanhood today because of the Fighting Irish. But you know what? It got me thinking uh, that I would love to see Penn State and Notre Dame get back on the football field again. It's been far too long. Remember the last time they played was back in 2007 in that first stadium-wide whiteout in Beaver Stadium. That was also Jimmy Clausen's first official start for Notre Dame. He did play in his first game the previous week as a true freshman, but this was his first start. And what a place to make your first start on the road against a pretty good Penn State team. Don't forget that that defense was pretty nasty in a revenge situation for Penn State, too. Because remember, the year before in 2006, in the first game of that home-and-home series, Notre Dame kind of embarrassed Penn State. Uh, they you know, threw him the ball over the middle, and you know, Paul Puzzleson just couldn't... Uh, catch up to it and who was the name of that tight end uh he's uh, Jeff Samarja now the pitcher for the Chicago Cubs actually I don't know where he is right now but uh but yeah that was uh that was that was a game that was pretty tough for Penn State it was one of those uh, kind of growing moments for that Penn State team as they continue to get a little bit better uh remember in in back in those years you know there were some dark years (laughs) for Penn State on the football field that we should specify so getting a chance to kind of restore the war, if you will, in that home game against the Irish in 2007, get their revenge and you know, defend their home field. And they really had the upper hand. They had the better team. They had the better uh, overall coaching at that point. Uh, Joe Patona versus Charlie Weiss 
Well, it weren't Charlie Weiss's way in South Bend. Uh, we know how Charlie Weiss's career at Notre Dame uh, panned out. But that that was a good win for Penn State for so many reasons because it did. It, it was important to get revenge against a Notre Dame team that really humbled them the year before. And they played well in that game. Obviously, Notre Dame kind of uh, played a style where they could try to control the clock a little bit, make sure the game didn't get too out of hand. And I'm okay with that kind of strategy when you go into that kind of environment with a freshman quarterback making his first career start in front of the whiteout crowd. That is a that that's an unenviable task that Jimmy Clausen had on his hands. And Penn State gave him a little bit of a rude awakening, <laughs> and it was fun to see. I remember being in the stands. That was not the first game I took my wife to or went to with my wife and my family. But it was uh, one of the first few games that she ever got a chance to attend in Beaver Stadium. Of course, I had been there a number of times. Her first game was actually the Ohio State game in, what was it, 2005. Uh, that, was, that was quite an introduction for her to Penn State. But getting back to Penn State and Notre Dame, like I said, the last time we've seen these two historic programs on the field it was back in 2007. Now, with the way that Big Ten scheduling is supposed to be going, I guess they've kind of relaxed the the idea a little bit. But you want to try and get a power conference opponent on the schedule, uh, at least one in non-conference play every year moving forward. Now, Penn State's done a pretty good t- job of lining up a good number of upcoming series. Of course, they're going to get Virginia Tech in a home and home beginning this year down in Blacksburg. Uh, Auburn's coming in. Next year, I think it is. West Virginia is on the docket. So uh, there are some some pretty good matchups coming down the pipeline for Penn State in non-conference play. And, of course, Notre Dame has their scheduling rotation with the ACC where they play five ACC teams every year. They will always play USC. They're always going to play Stanford. And they're always going to play Navy. And they've got a number of other games uh, ongoing as well. They have some upcoming Big Ten opponents on their non-conference schedule well as well. I, I think Ohio State's on there for a home and home at some point. Uh, you know, you know, uh, Purdue I think is on the the lineup. Maybe Indiana, but of course uh, Notre Dame uh, has some busy schedules coming up. Penn State's got a busy non-conference schedule coming up. Um, you know, you're not going to see Penn State schedule more than one non-conference game against a power conference opponent very often, if at all. So, uh, again, I'm not, I'm not looking at the future schedules off the top of my head or, or in front of me, but I do think that it's going to be a rarity to see Penn State add a second uh, power conference opponent. So that's why, you know, when, as far as when Penn State and Notre Dame could potentially play again, it's not going to happen anytime soon, which is a shame, unless they play in a postseason bowl game, which is always a possibility. You know, they could meet up in the Orange Bowl. Well, actually, they couldn't meet up in the Orange Bowl uh, unless Notre Dame gets the ACC spot. Actually, I don't think that that's even true. I don't think the ACC spot can go to Notre Dame. So I take that off the table uh, because of the way the contract is. The ACC is guaranteed one spot. Notre Dame can be in the other spot. I think that was actually the situation we just saw in this past poll season where the Orange Bowl could take the um, if Notre Dame was in the mix uh, versus uh, the highest ranked Big Ten team or the highest ranked uh, SEC team. I'd have to look at that Orange Bowl contract again. I don't think they could meet up in the Orange Bowl, but I could be mistaken on that one. But there's always games like the Pinstripe Bowl because Notre Dame can go into any other uh, bowl lineup that the ACC has. So you, there are potential bowl matchups in in store for Penn State and Notre Dame. And I didn't even mention potentially in the college football playoff. But, um, you know, as far as, you know, getting these two teams back up for a home and home game or a home and home series, I would love to see it. 
And I think a lot of people would. I don't think anybody would say, no, we don't want to see Notre Dame on the schedule. Uh, that's one of those schools where even when they're down, it's still a school that looks pretty cool to see on your season ticket package. When you get your tickets and it says Penn State home game against Notre Dame, that's pretty cool. And you get a chance to maybe go make that road trip to South Bend. That's It's on my bucket list. I've never been out to South Bend, Indiana for a football game. And I would love to go out there someday. So maybe it's on your bucket list as well. But yeah, let me know what you think about the possibility. Do you want to see Penn State and Notre Dame get back on the football field in a home-and-home series? Let me know on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany, and leave your comments on the Facebook page as well. We're going to put that on the Facebook page, and let me know what you think. Now, also check out the Twitter feed throughout the day. We've got some fun video clips going back to previous games in this series, so make sure you follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany, and communicate with us about the Penn State-Notre Dame history and some of your favorite moments. Let me know what you think. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening, and make sure you are subscribed so you never miss a single episode. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Himalaya, and we also have the RSS feed. So if I didn't mention your favorite podcast app, you can subscribe in whatever you may be using, using that RSS feed. We also ask that you take a moment when you get a chance to leave a rating and leave a review. We really do appreciate the feedback. We want to hear what you guys have to say about the show. Give us your recommendations for what you want to hear from us in the future. And, of course, it does help with the placement on this various podcasting app. So we appreciate all the support you guys are able to lend us. We also want you to be a part of the show. So don't forget to submit to your questions and your comments to us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And, again, we are on YouTube for select audio clips from this episode and more in video form. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out my national college football coverage on NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. I'm also over on AthlonSports.com. I will say my Penn State spring preview has been put in the waste bin because there is no spring to preview, uh, but there will be some more stuff coming up on Athlon Sports in the near future. So stay tuned for all of that and more. So make sure you are staying checked in with the rest of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got the Locked On Big Ten Podcast, so make sure you check that out for a grand review of everything that's going on around the Big Ten. And, of course, there's so many more podcasts to look forward to. So find your favorite team's podcast on the network right now, including Locked On Big Ten. That's going to do it for today. Thank you so much again for listening. Have a great day today. Stay safe out there. Go 1-0 today, and we'll come back and we'll do it all again very soon. 